Hello, and welcome to the Wayback Chronicles podcast. My name is Keith Abbott, and I'm here with my lifelong friends, Steve McKelkey and Noel Kirsch. In the Wayback Chronicles, we discuss the greatest events that have happened from 1970 to the present. So in this episode, Noel's going to take us through the journey of music in 1998. And, and I'm super excited to, to hear what Noel shares with us today, because I have tried to think about what was going on in the music world in 1998. And nothing really jumps at me. I have a couple ideas and maybe a little a few thoughts on who I think the top performers some top songs might be. But the, the, that that whole range of years in late 90s just all a blur to me. So same. Noel? Yeah. Uh, take us through the world of music in 1998. All right, so music in 1998, guys. Um, so we'll go through a, a couple news things. There were some events that happened during 1998. Um, of course, we'll go through the top hits and uh, albums of 1998. But then I want to start, however, with a little um, uh, little discussion about something called payola. You guys ever heard of the term? Other I than in the sense of money, um, I'm not have no clue how it applies right. to 1998 music. Yeah, me neither. So, so have you ever wondered like how the top hits are determined? Like, um, ever wondered like how the you know the music that we listen to, how the the top 100 hits is is decided? Like how the how that's decided? Like how they're paid or how they rank? How they're how they're ranked? Like one okay. through 100 for. Yeah, I've always been curious about that. Actually, I was yeah. sort of assumed it was just like number of albums, radio purchased, yeah, or, or yeah, or radio streams per city. Per, yeah. yeah, so like back back in the early part, I mean, back in the forties, fifties, um, there was some. That was the first time that like the top hits list was ever like re- released. You know, they started le- releasing. Here's the top hits for nineteen thirty five, and you know, other musicians were asking like the radio stations, um, like how do you guys determining these are the top hits? Like, how is that even possible? And so the, uh, publishers back in the day were extremely silent about, about that question. Like they wouldn't answer it. So, um, generally it was kind of vaguely determined that the top hits were determined by readings of radio requests, cheap music sales, dance hall favorites and jukes jukebox tabulations back in the day when they were actually jukebox. Hmm. But hmm. anyway, there was a term called payola, which payola is a practice of, of uh, in the music industry of the illegal practice of paying commercial radio station to play a song without the station disclosing the payment. So currently under us law, radio station must disclose songs. They were paid to play on the air as sponsored airtime. So the, um, these radio publishers would make a payment to these radio stations to play their um, publishers' albums. And we're not talking about small money. Like we're talking about tens of thousands of, of dollars for mm. a radio station to play a particular song or a particular album. And the number of times that that is played over and over and over would give the listener the impression that, hey, this song must be pretty popular because it's, I mean, it's, it's being played over and over again. You become familiar with it. So obviously songs that aren't played, albums that aren't played, don't ever see the light of day. They never make it into the top hits. So that's, it's an illegal practice. There were congressional hearings back in the fifties. I think 1959 was the first time they ever had a congressional hearing about looking into payola. There was another one um, in the seventies and eighties and nineties and such that, 
kind of cracked down on the practice of payola, blah, blah, blah. So hmm, interesting. Yep. It's Little like bribery. It is basically bribery. It's a form of bribery. It's like, hey, do this and get this, you know, like mm. play this song, get this money. And so they, this has been a practice that they've had in the music industry for years and years and years. So Noel, why are you starting to talk about payola when you're talking about the hits of 1998? Well, the reason is because I was looking at the top hits of 1998 and I'm like, there has to be some payola stuff going on here because really? a, lot of, a lot of these are crap. Like, I'm sorry, no, we're a family show, but I was, I was like, I've never heard of the top one in the list. And usually like, um, I would recognize some of these, but I played some of these on the, um, on, uh, Spotify, just like mm-hmm. song by song, just to listen to them. And I was prepared for this episode in the, um, I was sitting in the living room and Linda was right there listening and I was playing a song and she's like, what's that? I'm like, that's the number one song of 1998. It's called too close by an artist called next. Never heard of it. And I played the second one, which is the boy is mine by Brandy and Monica. Never heard of it. I kept going down the list and like, I knew it was a popular song whenever Linda would break out the song. So <laughs> like she knows the number three, which is you're still the one by Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is great. Um, and then Candle in the Wind, 1997 version um, yeah. by Elton John. The Princess Diana version, right? Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Uh, which that was released because of her untimely death in August 30th mm-hmm. of 1997. Um, and then um, How's It Gonna Be by Third Eye Blind is number 11. Um, those are some good songs, but yeah. a lot, a lot of these, I was just like, what in the world together again? This is by Janet Jackson. Have y'all ever listened to that? No, I don't think so. I no no clue what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought Janet Jackson, I've probably heard this, but just, you know, like you, you see song names and you're like, don't recognize it, but if you play it, then I'll recognize it. Not the case here. Like I played some of these songs and I was like, I don't even, I've never even heard this song before not even wow. once. So um, maybe it was just the time of my life when we were not listening to the radio a lot. Maybe that's the thing, but boy, it was uh, some of these songs on here I'd heard quite a bit. So I don't think that was it, but anyway, I, you know, I, you know th- that's funny that you're saying that because I'm, I'm looking at the Spotify, you know, cause like the, if, if you just t- t- type in, you know, the, the best tracks of 1998 on Spotify, it'll populate the popular tracks mm-hmm. all time of that mm-hmm. year. And what you're saying and what's on this list now, completely different. Like I know, all of these weird? that I'm seeing on this list, I know. So yeah. what's uh, the all the ones on you're Spotify? saying, um, well, there's a few like, so, well, I don't want to ruin it for, yeah, no, 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 go so ahead, go after, ahead, go ahead. Um, after, after you go through it, I'll say the ones that are yeah. top. I want yeah. you to do this and then we'll go back to this. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, um, like Candle of the Wind, 1997, it was Elton John's version for uh, Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was good. How's It Going to Be by Third Eye Blind, yeah. which that's a fantastic song. That's heart, on here. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Yep. That was the Titanic uh, yep. soundtrack. and Mega hit. Huge hit. Getting Jiggy With It by uh, good one. Will, Will Smith. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I'm looking through the lists for stuff I recognize um my wife's 
uh, well, I don't want to miss the thing by Aerosmith, mm-hmm. also from uh, soundtrack from that year. Uh, this kiss by Faith Hill, good song, very good. She's not ugly. Nope. No. Um. Let's see who else is on this list that would make you. Oh, <laughs> this this is funny. <clears throat> I was going through all these songs <clears throat> and um. Played this one, but it's called I Will Come to You by Hanson. Just thinking it would be funny for, you know, it would be a funny joke. Linda breaks out like she, oh, I love this song. It was, she knows it, huh? Loves the song. <laughs> loves the song. I think the um, only Hanson song I know is Umbop. Umbop. <laughs> yeah, of course. What you would admit to is Umbop. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, quit, quit. Quit playing games with my heart by Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, yeah. I've heard of that one. That's a good one. Um, but that's then we're in the, we're now we're in the seventies, seventy eight, eighty two, eighty three. I mean, we're down that's here at the wild. bottom of the list. Isn't it weird? Yeah. <clears throat> what else you got in that imagine. in that playlist? So looking at this, nope, so be- believe by share. Do you believe? Oh yes. See, that's then, not in, that's not in this list. Yeah. Um, Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. You know that one? Save Tonight, Fight the Break of Dawn, Come Oh, tomorrow. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nope. You're Still the One by Shania Twain. Yep. Uh, kiss Me by Sixpence, Not the Richer. Do you all know that one? So kiss mm. me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, My song. Father's Eyes by Eric Clapton. Yep. Um, and let's see, American Woman, Lenny Kravitz. Hmm. From, that was from Austin That's Powers, a good one. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Steve, you and I have played piano, air piano to this song forever. The way by fastball. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyone <laughs> can see the road. Yeah. We used to always do like, ding, ding. I, I would sing it and Steve would do the air piano on the ding, ding, ding part. Anyway, <laughs> that's a tangent. Um, Sugar Ray. I love Sugar Ray. I, yeah. My goal on this podcast is to get Mark McGrath as a guest star. I, that, I'm just telling you, I am gunning for this. This Go will happen it. someday, but every morning by Sugar Ray, you know that one? Yeah. Yep. Every morning, I love it. Oh yeah, that is a good um, song. That's on and, there. That's ninety ninety eight. Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. Man, um, I must have got a bad. This yeah, is and Billboard. Lullaby by Sean Mullins. You, you, you remember that? Rockabye, lullaby. Yeah. Um, oh, it, wow. it's, it was like his only hit, but yeah. yeah. And Millennium by Robbie Williams. That was a great song. I, I loved Robbie hmm. Robbie Williams. Um, yeah, but yeah, One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. You said that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, I, didn't. I mean, there's you That's didn't, a good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Angel by Sarah McLaughlin, every dog sad oh, yeah. show in the world, you know, yep. how do I live by Leanne Rimes, the Leanne Rimes version of it. So, I mean, there's a, you know, here, there's also j- getting jiggy riffits on here yeah. yep. um, together again by Janet Jackson. It, those are on here, but they're, they're not in the top. You That's know? crazy. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that what you're saying is, is crazy because I'm looking at these, I, I know every single one of them, but I didn't know hardly any of what you just said. Yeah, I know. So, Isn't that weird? Wild. Yeah. So these are the, what I'm looking at is the Billboard magazine's top 100 songs of 1998. So. Wild. Yeah. I don't know if Billboard got it wrong or, or what, but anyway, that's the, that's the music from 1998, at least the, from the, the top hits or according to Billboard music anyway, but. But it, um, it makes sense what you're saying, Noel, like. <clears throat> how many companies are pushing stuff to get yeah. plays that's yep. not exciting to people, but they know they have to pay to get this out there. It's, yep. it's, it's funny. I really like how you started this up because it, it does make you think. 
It, it really does. I mean, we, we've talked about music on, you know, nearly, well, every year we've always talked about music and we mm-hmm. always just go straight into the, um, the top pits for that year and never really stop and wonder like, okay, well, how, why did that, why did that song make it in the top bits and this other one yeah. over here didn't, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> because yeah, you think about the two lists. Like, so like this billboard 100 is hundred percent the same one that I use whenever I've done music in the past. Yeah. And me too. And so, so it's really tainted my trust now for a list. Cause when I listen to what Keith just told us through Spotify, those are the songs that, that I you would know everybody. To hear. I know. Them. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I could hum each one of those. Yeah. You know? I may have to change my research and start directing that towards the Spotify playlist for that year well, or something. But, that's but I think it's great that you're not because yeah. this really opens your mind to go, what? Yeah. yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. But um, so I'm with you, Steve. I feel about... like I need to shower after this betrayal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of thinking, though, like after this year, like a lot of the songs that Keith called out in the Spotify list, I connected to mm-hmm. and I, I remember, but you remember when we did, what was it? 2008. Yeah. Um, yeah. Music and, and it just sucked. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, and I don't we, know. we didn't know any of the songs. Mm-mm. And uh, so this is, I'm, I'm thinking like this might be the year that we started to lose interest or after this year when we started to lose interest in current music trends. Very true. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. I remember as a teenager, I'm sorry, Noel, um, I need to step on you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying, I remember as a teenager thinking, like, I remember listening and knowing every song on Mm -hmm. the top, you know, whenever, what what was his name? Casey Uh, Kasem. Casey Kasem, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I could sing all of them and all the words, and I remember going, I am never going to be out of touch with music. I get this stuff. I connect and all this stuff. And now I'm listening to some of the, there's been a decent revival, I think, in some music here lately. But man, most of it, I'm just like, this is crap i don't totally. understand so same thing i'm sure my parents casey, said about casey. mine oh yeah dear casey i'm casey casey i'm i'm this from the atlantic top 40 hits <laughs> casey, that was like casey. sean connery does casey casey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got we got a water cross in there you really nailed Kasem there for a second. They did go Sean Connery. Did Sean Connery? Yeah, <laughs> he was going really Kasem. good. Yeah. <laughs> and this playlist doesn't react well to bullets. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that you know the Spotify. Spotify is based off of downloads and searches. So, like mm-hmm. people, it it ranks. It's real time. It's it's um. Uh, crowdsource information so it's based off of what people are actually getting into spotify and downloading and putting into their playlist and that mm-hmm. then gets appended into the playlist for that year so it's it's just two different two different sources right like the i don't know where yeah. billboards getting their information but at least this is you know coming from spotify at least is coming from actually user activity yeah. So. And, and it's a good indicator, like maybe at the time billboard was doing a lot of the streams, but this is the, what are the songs that have stood the test of time for that year? Yep. So I think it could be seen in both different ways and it might be kind of fun as we go to kind of split this up and say, okay, these are the ones that were popular that year, yep. which ones now are still things that resonate this many years mm-hmm. later. That'd be kind of a fun separation. So Just I kind of like that. This is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
So the kind of in music news for the year, like all the different things that happened in in um, in music that year. So Elton John is knighted by Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom at Buckingham Palace um, on That's February twenty fourth. What's interesting is that he was mistakenly introduced as Sir John Elton. No way. Yes. Oh my gosh. When they when wow. they did it, did the knife thing or, or the sword thing or whatever. And then they turn around and introduced him as Sir Sir supposed to be Sir Elton John. They introduced him as Sir John Elton. So they wow. had to like redo it and like oh. fix his name on the record or whatever. So that that could be a great movie though. I am the first <laughs> dyslexic knight. <laughs> No, right? Maybe like a good cartoon. Yeah, I did not know that when I was reading. I was like, "That's uh, that's making into the into the news." So that's interesting. Um, I had to include this for Keith. But March seventeenth, Van Halen three is released. The album. Oh man, the first and only Van Halen album to feature. Do you remember Sharon? There you go. I didn't even have to finish the statement. Gary Sharon, formerly of and currently with Extreme. Ah, yes. So, and I'll tell you what, that album got so much just trash. I mean, no, yeah. everybody just hated on it. I tell you what, I, I guess it's just me being the, the, the purest of Van Halen's. I, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't their best album. But let me tell you, the concert, anybody who went to the concert was sold on Gary Sharon. I mean, the guy <laughs> is a front man. I, that was such a fun. Did you all go with me to that? No, no, no. Oh, who went with me to anyway? But that no, I mean he he so I went to Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion to watch him. Oh, and wow. uh, and it was they, the guy could hold his own. It was it was a blast that that album and and supposedly um, it, there's a neat interview with Gary Sharon uh, talking about this and they were actually working on another follow up album and then it just never came to be. I guess Warner Brothers didn't approve them moving forward and then things just changed. But, hmm. um, and I think that's when, um, David Lee Roth kind of came back in before they did the rock and roll. They, they were nominated for the rock and roll hall of fame or something weird happened. I, they showed up on, uh, maybe the Grammys, something happened where David made uh, Lee Roth made an appearance and everything fell apart. But anyway, but <laughs> supposedly that second album, they, they had all kind of wished it that they would have toured, before they released another album instead of the other way around. They think they would have been a lot better received if people would have bought into how good he was as their front man hmm. instead of releasing an album first. So yeah, hmm. but I thought it was a good album, but yeah. you know, still, still I, not very well loved by many. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't die. Like I said, I was going through the, going through this stuff and I'm like, I've got to include that. Cause I know, I know, yeah. I know Keith's going to know something about it. So what, what's fun about this is Sammy Hagar and him are actually pretty good friends. They're decent friends. And um, he was, uh, there's a, 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 like, I think it's rock and roll road show that Sammy Hagar does. And he brought, when Extreme was recording this new album that they came in, which is freaking awesome. If y'all, it's, it's a great, oh my gosh, it's probably one of the best rock albums that's been released in a long time. It's so good. But anyway, so Sammy Hagar and Gary Sharon, these two lead singers of Van Halen, seeing the who's won't get fooled again, like live with Nuno Betancourt, extremes guitarist playing the, the guitar. And it's just like this live acoustic jam on Nuno Betancourt's outside patio with, with Gary Sharon and Sammy Hagar trading off vocals. I was geeked out in heaven, man. I mean, that was the <laughs> coolest thing I've ever heard. So if y'all are Van Halen fans at all, I, I, I urge you to watch this thing. It's so good. It's so nice. Good. Nice. Cool. Anyway. 
Um, if you haven't figured it out already, Keith is a big Van Halen fan. <laughs> just, just a bit of a fan. Just a bit. All right. So March twenty rabbit hole. Yeah. March twenty fourth. Um InSync borrows a page from the nineteen seventy eight music releases and releases their debut album called Anybody? InSync. There NSYNC. you go. All yep. right. See if you're paying attention to nineteen seventy eight music because every every album released that year was <laughs> there was the no, band. There was no so, imagination in seventy eight. Zero. No. That, was that was not so funny. not in style for the time. Anyway, um, April 29th, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith breaks his knee at a concert in Anchorage, Alaska. And this delayed Aerosmith's Nine Lives tour, and it necessitated cambering adjustments for the filming of the video for I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. So this, yeah, this is making me want to go back and actually watch that video and see if I can spot the camera, different camera angles um, that had to accommodate this. Any gimpiness. Yeah. Right. Like real low shots where they're looking up and the rest of the band is standing and he's sitting or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. There's got to be something we can. Now you want to go back, like you say, yeah. and really see, be scrutinizing it. Yep. Um, September 28th, Britney Spears debut single, Baby One More Time, is wow. released. Yeah. It would become the top selling single of 1999, selling over 10 million units worldwide. It was also the biggest hit single of 1999, too. Um, Hit Me Baby One More Time music video was ranked as number three on Billboard's 2010 list of best music music videos of all times, which means a lot less to me now than it did before we started this episode. But there you go. Um, Sonny Bono died. So less. Yeah. So less than a week after that a ski accident. It was. And it was it happened less than a week (laughs) after Michael L. Kennedy, who was the son of the late Robert F. Kennedy was tragically killed after colliding with the tree while skiing in Aspen, Colorado. So yeah. Isn't that weird? Like less than a week later, Sonny Bono dies, um, did the exact same thing. Um, but this was in South Lake Tahoe, California instead. But yeah, that was it. I remember that. I do too. So he was formerly a Senator, right? Or was he a Congressman, Sonny Bono? Um, he was something. Yeah. I, I don't. I, can't, I, can't I think it was. I may have been Congress, uh, but I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna reach out to the research department. We're gonna find yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah, I. I know he was in Congress. I. I want to say he was a congressman. I don't know if he made it to yeah. be a senator or not, but previously, um, I think mayor of Palm Beach or something like that. I don't know. Wow, good Steve dropping the. That's probably right. He, he, okay, so research department got back to me. A member of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. He served as the 16th mayor of Palm Springs, California Palm Springs. Yeah. from 1988 to 92 and served as a U.S. representative for California's 44th district from 1995 until his death in 98. There you wow. Go. Look at you. Good job yeah. there, Steve. Good job, Steve. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> um, you. This is really, I don't know why to fit this in there because I think it's happened a lot, but Bobby Brown got a DUI. <laughs> again. I don't know why. Yeah, again. He crashed his Porsche in South Florida in 1996. It was neither the first nor the last time he'd have a brush with the law over the years. He had a lot of them, a lot of legal yes. troubles. So he was convicted two years later of driving under influence as well as causing property damage. And he serves five days in jail before being released on probation. That'll, that'll teach him. That'll yeah. learn him. Um, 
Beach Boy Carl Wilson died. So despite being diagnosed with lung and brain cancer in early 1997, Carl continued to perform Southern California defining hits like Wouldn't It Be Nice and Surfing USA live with the band while undergoing chemo, taking part in the, the Beach Boys' entire summer 1997 tour. And then he then he passed in um, February 6, 1998, just two months after the death of his mother, Audrey Wilson. But Wow. Yep. That's you know, a boss Wilson, right there to do that. Totally. You know, Wilson Phillips, the, you know, all those, <laughs> they're all like the, the daughters of the Beach Boys. Yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. Wild, isn't it? Yeah. Wilson Phillips. Um, Phillips is still alive, but um, I didn't realize that uh, Carl Wilson died in 1998. Hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, we kind of brought this up. Well, no, we didn't. I had the... Um, Sorry, strike we brought this the, up. No, we didn't. Strike this part out. <laughs> I had the uh, the AOL release uh, AOL version four point and um, they were the single. You said this already, so that's why we're striking it. But this was Uh-oh. that was why they were the most. They produced the most CDs that year because they released four point oh. Yeah, AOL crazy. version four. But <clears throat> all right, so back on. They they should have been on Billboard then. Yeah, no really. No um, March 10th, the first mass produced portable MP3 players launched at a German trade fair. <clears throat> the South Korean made MP man. Wow. How creative is that? The South Korean MP man F10 cost $250 features just 32 megabytes of flash memory, which is roughly eight songs of storage. No way. Has a tiny, <laughs> Tiny LCD screen. There you go. Keith's got a picture of it. Has a <laughs> tiny LCD screen for playback info, but it marks a major milestone for portable music and lays the groundwork groundwork for iPods explosion in 2001, three years later. Yeah. That's cool. And the rest is history, huh? Yeah. 250 bucks for 32 megabytes of flash memory, which is eight songs. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Why would you even waste your time? I know. So Man, imagine the pressure trying to figure out, okay, of all the songs I love, I need, which yeah. eight goes on here. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's not, that's not even an album. No, you know, that's not crazy. Even, not even you part know, of one. If Keith had one, he probably had, probably had Mbop on there. I would have. Absolutely. How many Van Halen songs? Pick your top eight, eight Van Halen songs, Keith. I can't do that. I know you can't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, back then, of course, you know, in the uh, MP3s, uh, MP3 um, releases was sort of the beginning of the headache for the music industry that was, you know, the Napsters and everything was soon to follow after that. But um, so March 10th, same day that the, uh, MP3 player, uh, was, was released or the first mass produced uh, MP3 player was released. Beastie Boys post MP3 recordings of their songs on their website. This simple move makes the Beastie Boys one of the first acts to embrace the then controversial MP3 audio format. So they were the first band to actually like get it and go, okay yeah, we're going to go along with this and see where it goes. And so they released all their songs for free on their website. And that sort of sent shockwaves through the music industry very quickly um, after that. But that's that was awesome. Yep. That is wild. Yeah. 
And the last little note I've got is on May 14th, um, we lost Frank Sinatra. He died of a heart attack at the age of 82. Wow. So that was in tribute to the beloved jazz icon, Frank Sinatra, the lights on the Empire State Building turned blue and the lights in the Vegas Strip are dimmed, going old blues, uh, doing old blue eyes proud. So wow. that was wow, wow. May tribute. 14th, 1998. But what a legend. Absolutely. No Golly. Absolutely. But guys, that is half the experience that man had. Totally. A lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, well, he lived a full life. That's for sure. But I, that wraps it up for 1998 music for me. Normally we spend a lot of time talking about the music and I get to sing and you guys get to laugh and (laughs) (laughs) me singing, but there just wasn't a whole lot, at least from the list I pulled. Um, yeah, that's it's just wild to think yeah. that. And you know, when I was doing pop culture, I guess, I guess, yeah, it, like the Armageddon and the Titanic ones hit there, yep. you know. So I definitely want to save it for you. But I was re- I'm really surprised at the list that you called out on the Billboard. That's Isn't just crazy, that's disappointing. And it, and like you Pretty said, normally sucks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, normally there is a. Um, you know, normally billboards that normally that list is pretty reliable for research, yeah. but boy, it uh, fell short this time. My goodness. It really did. That's a shame. <sighs> that mm. MP man is. Wow. Yeah. That's basic, isn't it? Yeah. We got to, we got to post that on Facebook. So our listeners I, can I see say that. you can throw that up on Facebook this week. Two and coming weeks. Eight songs. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. You know, not to open up a can of worms, but I was just sort of reflecting while we were, going through 98 music and, and really, you know, and, you know, Noel mentioned how much Keith loves Van Halen and, and we've known that for decades now about <laughs> Keith, but, uh, you know, I guess my question is, and I'm, you know, I know we're not all current on music, but if there was someone that was filling the shoes of a Van Halen or a Guns N' Roses or an Aerosmith or that type of stuff, you know, does that currently exist out there in y'all's opinion? I mean, I know Foo Fighters does some good stuff every now and then, but you know, mm-hmm. Keith, you probably be the one to, to immediately say, "Yeah, the, here's some current people that are doing it." I'll tell you who's keeping the banner going, and y'all are going to laugh at me and make fun of me, but Taylor Swift. Mm, really, yeah, hey, Taylor right. Swift is single-handedly saving the live music scene. Really, uh, I mean, look at it. I mean, everything she does yeah. is watched. I mean, her her wow. concerts are epic. I mean, I, I've never been to one, okay? And I'm not a Swifty in any shape or form. <laughs> but you got to recognize some good crap when you see it. Yeah. And, and I, I agree I mean, with that from a live music standpoint, from a, yeah. from a rock and roll music standpoint. Oh, yeah, the, no. The music There's just that nothing. I think three of us love the most Yeah, is, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think anybody's kind of there. there. Like I said, Foo Fighters, I think, will, you know, kick out something good every now and then. But Yeah, yeah, but it's... It. They they are probably the ones that's lasted the longest. Like like I said, there's there's a few that are still like that that new extreme album is really good, but they're not a huge followed band, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's surprising, man, because that that album is so good. I, I'm blown away by how good it is. But but nobody's following them, or you know, and it's not yeah. it's not some it's just it's not igniting a flame in people anymore. It yeah. doesn't seem like like yeah. you know um, it's a shame. I watched a, I had a flight. Um, I was watching a documentary about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, mm. and uh, the amount of songs that that man just wrote. Like it seemed Unreal. like he was continuously just writing new music, and it's not like, I mean, it's good, good music. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he would just like go home and get get 
you know, inspired me to start write albums. And yeah, he wrote uh, so many songs for one album that they were going to release that they were like, well, we'll do a double release. Like, we'll just, there's too many songs to put on an album. Cause they, like you go through, they were explaining in the documentary, like there's a process that the uh, record companies go through to like take songs out. They don't think are going to be hits and just leave like the top 10 or 15 or 12 or whatever. Did they, they contact like, billboard on that though? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they were like, we couldn't, they couldn't eliminate them because each one of them had some, had some appeal to some mm-hmm. audience. So like they released them all like in two or three different albums, but that wild. I don't know if that kind of talent exists anymore just because I think so much these days is just like produced. Like it, it goes into, it, a, it goes into a studio and they just produce it for them. And it's like, you know, punch a button, give you AI, you put out of it, give me an, give me an album and it spits it out and then you play it. And you know, I don't know. It's just, do you all follow Rick Beato on YouTube? Mm -mm. Um, Okay. I know you share his videos. I haven't, you know, dove into it yet. He's, he's a former um, artist that became a recruit recording studio guru. And he does a lot of, um, comparisons on music of today. He'll look at the Spotify playlist of the month and just kind of compare it to what good music should be, you know? And it's, it's, he says a lot of what you're saying, Noel, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, there's just, it's just, um, the sounds aren't raw. They're mostly, you know, auto, auto tune has killed a lot, um, just because it doesn't make it sound so, so deep. Um, and, and it's just, yeah, it's more, it's more produced than, artistically created and yep. talent talently created through talent. So yeah, it's a shame. Just, it's a dying, <clears throat> dying thing. You know, I hate, hate, hated that. I don't normally like, um, connect with a lot of artists. Like when we, you know, like recently, like Matthew Perry at the time of this recording, at least Matthew Perry just passed away. It's sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, but nothing hit me the way that, when Tom Petty died, like, cause yeah. you're losing out on the, what the guy is going to produce next. Like what you don't know what you're going to lose out on because like his music is, it stops. Like he's not writing mm-hmm. anymore, obviously. So it's, it's all done. Right. Um, and I don't know, just that I've always liked Tom Petty going back many, oh, many, too. many years. And, and when that's, he died, that's one it was artist like, I wished I would have seen in live. Oh, you all seen yeah, him live? I, totally. I did. I saw you. Him are, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, I would love that. So good. He was so high, but it was so good. So are most of <laughs> the people in the audience, except for I say. Lynn and I. We were literally the only not high people there. I remember, like to my right, I, this is back when I was at Tech. Um, to my right, there was some lady that was trying to raise her hands and, like, you know, you know, dance and stuff. She was so lit up that, like, she was having trouble, like, keeping her hands above her head. Oh so, my. But yeah, that was funny. Um, it, it'd be awesome for those those unreleased, you know, um, yeah. songs and recordings by Tom Petty, Prince, so many yes, of Yes, Prince. Gosh. You know, just to oh, have yeah. all those released. And because, and you know, that's to me, maybe the next generation of music. If, if, yeah. if the, if the, I guess the estate and the families. Mm-hmm. would ever agree to that uh, <clears throat> gotta be awesome i know yeah, the fans yeah, that was totally really it. really cool yep you know it yeah you know i wouldn't <clears throat> even mind if they didn't want to do that if they would sell like if if there could be some young talented artists come up 
and find some of the songs in those catalogs and redo them mm-hmm. for the current new audience to, to show younger audiences yeah. what good artistic music could be, even though they didn't make it themselves, mm-hmm. make a Prince tribute yeah. of unreleased tracks yeah. with someone who knows how to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. you know, I think there's, there seems to be, like when I'm listening to some of my boys' songs and some of my, um, you know, stepdaughter songs, it's I, I'm hearing more and more guitar coming back. I'm hearing more and more of those sounds starting to come back, and so it's giving me hope, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. maybe we're kind of coming back into a trend of some good um, artistic talent. And yeah. I, I've said this for a couple of years. I really hope that as bad as 2020 was, it gave a lot of these people who have artistic talent time um, to learn a craft. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm hoping maybe we can see some rewards of that soon, you know, yeah. if we haven't already. So that's just my thoughts for what they're worth. Totally. So, yeah, I think what Prince is another one I put up there with Tom Petty. It was just um, I don't think I, I don't think I really appreciated the genius that he was, you know, musical mm-hmm. genius, but guy played what 31 instruments or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, and didn't play him like kind of like he played and played him. And yeah. um, I've watched some videos and stuff of his where he's just um, just him and a guitar, like just controlling the crowds. It's like this thing. I mean, it's so, yeah. so pretty incredible, but yeah, it's it stinks. Um, Matt Matthew Perry dying um, sucks. You know, like yeah. the, it's part of our part of our growing up. You know, we were teenagers and 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 young adults back when he was when Friends was so big. But um, yeah, it's just it just stinks. But yeah, yep. absolutely, anyway. absolutely. Well, hey, no, nice job on 1998 yeah, music job, and 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 unfortunately some. You know, some great a great year of music, but also a tainted year of music. If you if you trust the Billboard Top 100, so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, a great perspective. That honestly, I'm, I'm glad that you shared uh, about payola to us because it's clearly something, has, uh, great. something wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, soon as uh, soon as you started talking, I popped up that Top 100 list. I was like, oh boy, no, that's not. I don't know that first song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know the next one on they the list either. But, but a little skewing going get on. Get at Spotify and play some of those songs, like at the top, like just the top ten. I only only recognize like two or three out of the top ten, and you would That's think bad. you would know them, but because yeah. like I said, yeah, they may not then, be your favorite songs, but you would know them. Right? It, it yeah. reeks recognize it. And go, yeah, well, it's not my taste, but I've heard it before. But yeah, I never even heard of these songs. But anyway, and it would well, be different if we were out of touch that year. I know. Right. Like, like maybe, maybe the last five years that might be that I'm out of touch, Yeah, but you keep going through these Spotify songs. You're like, no, I wasn't all of these songs I can sing. Yeah. I know all these songs that are on Spotify that are still popular today, you know? So no, that's not it. So yeah, that's funny. Payola. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Good job, Noel. Thank you. What a great way to close out 1998. Agreed. We're ready to strong find out what the next year is going to be. Yes. I say let's do it. Where fire, are we going? Fire Looks like it's been forever since we did this and honestly, uh <laughs> who knows does. what condition the way back time machine is. Uh she's been yeah, neglected. Um still researching <laughs> her heart's to her heart's desire, but uh yeah, yeah. sort of a waste of time because she doesn't know what year to really chase after. But <laughs> that's true. We're about to find out. All right, so let's let's do this. Let's do All it. Right. 
Let's go way back to 1985. Okay. Hey! Hi. I'm glad to be back in the 80s. Yeah. Now I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like Billboard might be more recognizable now. So this is All good. Right. <laughs> you like that? Noise? That's gonna be good. I do. I do. I'm sorry. The hey. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing at that. I'm sorry. All right, 1985. I'm, <laughs> oh, that we really actually have a box. I just oh, yeah, that's really a box. I keep it inside of another box below my desk now. So I mean, it's well protected inside that other box. That box is. <laughs> I mean, this is an archive, is what it is now. It's not a box. <laughs> it really, is. if a catastrophe hits, we'll be safe. The box will be safe. Yeah. It's protected it's from good the outer box. And the good thing, if there's an EMP burst, not a problem. Not oh, a problem. Yeah. yeah. We got this baby protected. <laughs> and right. these pose notes or to yeah. not be trifled with. So. Yeah. All right. So who's first, Steve? All right. So we'll do Noel on this one. All right. Okay. Noel has pop culture. Pop oh, good. Culture. That ought to be fun for that year. Oh, oh man. my gosh, man. That ought to be fun. Jeez. Yes. All right. Keith. You have TVs and movies. Okay. Good and movie. And please don't give me TVs and movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing He's that. putting it back. <laughs> what did you not want? Uh, politics, world events. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I don't blame I'll you. I'll do music. All right. All right. Great. Now I we'll have to really re revisit which top 100 lists that I use. In the yeah, I'm kidding. So, 1985 music should be good. I can, yeah. there's some, that was some good music back in 80, oh, yeah. 85. I can, already, I can already, already know some stuff that's going to be there. So Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good Keith's stuff. favorite band for sure. You yes. got some good movies to talk about in 85 too, man. There's some good ones. There's, yes. I mean, there's some deep ones. I'm, yeah, that's, I'm excited about this. So when we, ever, when we ever get to 1982, we need to invite my friend Michael Ray on because he, he still proclaims that 1982 is the best movie ever or best year ever best year for, movies. for movies. All right. Yeah, for movies. All right. That'll be good. We'll have him come in and, and reason that out with us. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That sounds awesome. good. Cool. Well, that sounds good. So 1985 and we've got our topics, fellas. Yeah. Love it. Ready for that. And for our listeners, we are still talking about these deep dives that we're planning on doing too. So in, in addition to the pick five challenge and wrapping up really the next, uh, we'll, we'll probably do a couple more of those before we start this next season, but um, we'll have this 1985 wrap going on plus our deep dives to wrap up this season. So it should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. I'm excited about these deep dives. You know, we yeah. touched the surface on a lot of these years, but there's, there's a few topics that are going to be pretty fun to cover. Yeah, so, for sure. More to come with that. We want to keep those a surprise. Yeah. So, cool guys. Awesome. Well, sounds good. Thank you, Noel. You Thanks to you for the way back time machine firing that puppy back up. Yeah, yeah. She good to have her back. back. Uh, added a few spark plugs, but we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff, all right. guys. You'll take care. Talk to you all soon. All right. Later. Bye. Bye. -bye. for listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com.
We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future.